Hello, I'm Terry Stiasny, and welcome to this Head Talks podcast. I'm Lucy O'Donnell. I'm now a cancer wellness advisor, but I'm a wife and a mother and an entrepreneur and all those things, but my main focus now is helping other people with cancer. When you were first diagnosed, you had a busy life, a wife, a mother, you're running a successful business. What was the emotional, psychological impact on you of your diagnosis? The whole diagnosis just completely pretty much came out of the blue. Although, if I look back on it, the severity of the diagnosis, which was a stage four incurable diagnosis of breast cancer, which had spread, came all in one week. And at that time, I was running my business, which had become very successful and had won lots of awards. And I was, at that time, very, very busy, and probably I had been ignoring my body and how I had actually been feeling over the last year and a half, which was sort of utter exhaustion. So I was never really thinking about myself, but I had this nagging feeling and this nagging feeling, and eventually I did do something about it. And even then, I was told that I was just tired and to go home and, you know, calm down a bit. So then, you know, another month went on and I had lots of different things going on in my body that I felt weren't right and I asked to have a mammogram and I was told that I didn't need one because I was under 50 and so I actually went and had one privately because I did have this sort of lump under my arm and my breast was very sore and the doctor had said that actually you know I sprained muscles during exercise or something so I thought that was slightly ridiculous so I went off and had my mammogram feeling actually rather guilty that I was going and taking up space for people who were really ill. And so I went to this place in Guildford, and um, it was quite late in the evening. It was a November, very drizzly November day, really depressing, dark November day at about five o'clock. And I went in there, and I was apologising profusely about, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm sure there's nothing wrong, and da-da-da-da-da. I had my mammogram, and because it was so severe and so obvious from the scan, they told me then and then that... Not only did I have cancer, but I had a very, very advanced and a very serious cancer. So that was quite shocking. I was just sort of shocked and I felt very numb. The first thing I felt was, oh my God, my children and my husband. And then the second thing I felt was, what have I done? I must have done something awful in my life to get this. And I sat there with sort of tears silently rolling down my face, but I was very composed because I just started to think, right, even at that point, I have to get through this. I have to know exactly what's going on and how to get through this. My husband came. I asked the radiologist to explain in you know, as much detail as possible. And we got home. And I looked out of the window of my bedroom to my beautiful garden that we're sitting in now and I just thought my god this is beautiful this is so beautiful I cannot lose this I cannot lose my children this is my new job I'm going to shut my business down which was at its peak Uh, from tomorrow I'm shutting the whole thing down and I am going to concentrate on this illness which is now going to be my full-time job that was my immediate feeling It sounds like you had an incredible resilience there. How would you advise some people who might be not much more sideways than you seem to have been, who didn't take it on in that way? Do you you think many people react the same way? That's quite a hard question to answer. And I don't know why I took it that way. 
there was something just inside me because I felt I can't die now. The statistics were so bad. It was, you know, 80% die within five years. And I thought, okay, have I only got five years or maybe four? Well, if I've only got four or five years, I'm not going to sit there and get depressed and mope and, you know, be poor me. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to just absolutely get on with this and live every day of my life. I just think some people need help and support to do that and see that and that's why people come to me and that's why I try and help others. You learn so much from having such a traumatic event happen to you out of the blue. It wasn't something that crept up on you and it is traumatic. I think when something really bad happens I get very very calm and logical. Whereas when silly things happen like I drop an egg, the sort of you know, oh my god I've dropped an egg but when it's really serious, I just go into this sort of logical mood. And also, you know, I looked at my children. They were they were 9, 11, and 13. And I just thought, you know, I've got to be strong. They're my babies. They need me. So what have you learned along the way, partly about the best ways to look after yourself, as well as obviously all the medical treatment you've mm. gone through? And the best ways to care for yourself mentally as well, which is obviously so important. I think mentally it is so important. I think knowledge about cancer and treatments about cancer on its own is absolutely not enough. I've learned to take care of myself. I've learned how to breathe. I forgot how to breathe. I learn to breathe when I'm stressed and you, you start the shallow breathing because your cortisol is kicking in and you get tense and you get achy and you hurt, you can control that. You really can control it to a big extent. And so I did yoga before, but I, you know, my yoga has been absolutely one of my mainstays. And when I say yoga, some people might think, well, I can't go to a yoga class. You know, I'm seriously ill. And actually, when I was really, really ill and having the radical treatment, I did my yoga upstairs in my bedroom and I put on lovely calming music and I just, I sat there and I breathed and I did very gentle yoga moves and it absolutely calms you down. It's also incredibly good for you because you're, you, while you're going through treatment, you need to, your circulation, you, you need to boost that and if you're lying around in hospitals all day having chemotherapy or whatever it is, you need to do something that will get that circulation going because that gets your white blood cells moving and that stimulates your immune system. It's a physical and a, a mental benefit. It is the most wonderful thing. And then from there you can learn to gently meditate or mindfulness as they call it now. And again, that's not a frightening thing to learn to do. Mindfulness and meditation is actually very easy and you can do it on a bus, you can do it in your bedroom, you can do it in a meditation class and it's all about letting thoughts go and it's all about just being and I learned that I had to just be and live in the moment of course you can't just live in the moment you've got to plan things and everything but I learned to really really appreciate everything around me I saw the beauty in a blade of grass I never saw that before I saw the beauty in all the different colors of trees that are in my garden or in a park or water on a pond you know I just saw so much more beauty and I tried to just absorb that sort of drown myself in that and also the the goodness of people when something like this happens to you you experience the most extraordinary 
good things that happen to you. So I'm saying yoga, meditation, I'm very, very pro-massage and reflexology or whatever alternative treatment relaxes you. But you need to relax and you need to sleep and you need to think about yourself and you really need to take care of yourself. When you're advising other people who've had a similar diagnosis or a cancer diagnosis, what do you tell them in order to help other people build the resilience that, that you showed after you got your diagnosis? Well, I suppose when I'm advising them, they're calling me about a multitude of things. So they will be, it's such a sort of big area because they might be telling me about their treatment and their oncologist and is this right and is this wrong and should I be doing X, Y and Z. I've got a lot of resources so I can help them with resources and sort of suggest to different places that they can go to, suggest the yoga, suggest the meditation but also I think what also really really helps when people call me is that they actually want to slightly download because they want to tell me about something that's happened to them about what someone said to them or how somebody crossed the road and you know when they saw them someone that they knew and all these things that happen which aren't very nice and you have to be strong and, and learn how to deal with them and you have to learn that it's actually their fear and not your fear so for them to offload and for me to be able to say you know that happened to me too oh my goodness yes it was terrible I went here and this happened and you know I asked if I could have a seat and, and the guy wouldn't give me a seat and you know said you don't have cancer or something I mean some awful things can happen and for them to know it's not just happening to them and it's happening to to everybody I think that makes them feel a bit stronger and also you can then have a bit of a laugh about these crazy incidents that do happen so I think just the fact that they're talking to somebody who has got cancer and has been through the same thing as them I think that really helps and also the other thing I think where I can really help people is that they know that my cancer is incurable and that statistically I'm not meant to be here absolutely not I'm one of a very few people that are with the disease I have and so I think just by them talking to me they know that there's hope for them you know so I tell them all the things I do so I tell them all about my exercise I tell them all about my diet I tell them all about my supplements I tell them all about an amazing lymphedema specialist, you know, to deal with lymphedema that can come up as a side effect. I talk to them a lot about side effects as well, because there are a multitude of them, uh, but they are actually very easy to manage. It's just very, very boring. I also talk to them about the sort of administrative side of having this disease, because it's a huge administrative side. And I know the system really well now, so I can help them and say, this is going to happen to you, to, so make sure you're prepared. I sort of help them on so many different levels, but I do think just being able to talk to someone else who's in a similar situation and who is coping with it, and I would say I'm thriving with it, not dying, but you never know, because I never know what's around the corner. That's the nature of the disease. It could be tomorrow that, you know. So it's a lot. It's just really how I've coped, and they want to know what I've done, so I've told them. As you say, you've devoted yourself now to advising other people. And I think one thing that is hard, not only for, for patients, for people with cancer, but for their friends and family, is to know how to behave and what to do. And I think people do worry that they're going to say or do the wrong thing. How are you able to help the people around the person who's living with cancer? I'm really glad you brought that question up because dealing with it and acknowledgement is huge. It's one of the sort of 
biggest things I deal with the whole time, and I've written about that in my book, Cancer is My Teacher. The first thing we talk about, I guess, is acknowledgement. And it is, it's, as you say, it's very hard. People don't know how to react. For me, and, and when I say what we all want, and I've talked to so many people who have cancer and other illnesses, is acknowledgement. We, we don't want people to feel sorry for us. We don't want people to go on and on verbally talking to us about, you know, how are we, are we getting, but we just want acknowledgement. And acknowledgement is a very easy thing to do, but people don't realize how easy it is. And for example, when I was very ill, I, I went to a dinner that I really wanted to go to. I didn't really go out much when I was very ill, but it was a very old friend. I was very nervous about going out because I was just, you know, really weak and I had no hair and all that stuff. And I walked into the restaurant and her husband got up and normally he would have sort of said, hi, Lucy, how are you? Like this. But instead he came up and he went, hi, Lucy, how are you? And he looked me straight in the eye properly and he grabbed my shoulders and he just gave them a squeeze. And I knew what he was saying. He was saying, I'm thinking of you. How are you? We're there. And that is all I needed. And I felt like, whew. That was easy. And we sat down and stayed out far too late <laughs> and had a lovely time. So it's doing the little things. You know, long phone calls aren't really a good idea at all. And, uh, you know, a little text just say, I'm thinking of you. It's just so lovely. You can read them whenever you want. A little card saying, I'm thinking of you. You can read them. So really, it's about that. It's just about acknowledgement. It's approaching someone actually looking them in the eye and saying, you know, I'm really sorry to, to hear what's happened to you. And is there any way I can help? But instead of saying, let me know if I can help. And of course, you're not going to say, oh, yeah, I'll come and do my Sainsbury shopping or something. It's like if they actually said, you know, I walk my dogs three times a week in the park. Could I take your dogs for you? Those sorts of things are such an amazing help. Or, you know, I'm going to the dry cleaners. Can I take your dry cleaning for you? So it's people who actually are proactive about helping. And that really, really helps too. And you've called your book Cancer is My Teacher. I know it's a huge subject. Is it possible <laughs> to sum up, you know, one lesson that you have learnt from your illness and, and how you're living with it and thriving with it, as you say? I read this little saying just the other day and I thought it was wonderful. And it just said... If you have health, you have hope. But if you have hope, you have everything. What have I learned from Cancer is My Teacher? I have learned the most enormous amount about love. And I've learned that it's stronger than the human spirit. I've learned that without love, I think it would be very hard to deal with cancer. Love and support and all those beautiful things that we have in our lives are there. And that's what I've learned. Thank you very much for talking to us.